listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Good morning and welcome back to the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with Day three of our Give From the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us across America and beyond, wherever you are in this world, uh, on this planet, listening to us here this morning at Relevant Radio and or the Relevant Radio app. It is always a joy, an honor, and a privilege to be with you. And once again, I just want to say uh, thank you. Uh, thank you uh, to all of you with Big, generous hearts and for your support uh, the first hour. We came up just a teeny bit short of our goal, but... uh Hey, we're going to do it again here uh, this second hour. If you love the rosary, if you love praying the rosary, today's your day. So stay tuned because we're going to be talk, talking about uh, the, the rosary. Uh, by noon today, uh, we're going to be at the midway point of our pledge drive, but we still have a ways to go. I'm looking at the screen. We're at about uh, 28% of the way uh, to reach our goal of $3 million, and that's by 5 p.m. Central uh, uh, this Friday. So uh, the clock is ticking away, but I have tremendous faith, as I always do, in you, our relevant radio family. We need your help here uh, this hour uh, to continue to set the tone for the rest of the day. We're looking for a hundred people, hundred brothers and sisters in Christ to step up to the plate during this 7 a.m. hour here uh, at Relevant Radio uh, or uh, on the app. You can. Uh, Donate at 877-291-0123 at RelevantRadio.com or uh, our new and improved uh, Relevant Radio app as well. Open your heart. Uh, give from the heart as we've been talking about all this morning. And uh, a great way to do it is to honor our Blessed Mother. We've got the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes coming up uh, this weekend on a Sunday. And so uh, let's let's do it in honor of our Blessed Mother. Let's flood the zone uh, with a request for these. Uh, rosaries and the, the uh, scriptural rosary Ave guidebook. Uh, so that's what we want to do. And also, let's not forget about St. Joseph. On Wednesdays, we always talk about St. Joseph. He is a powerful intercessor, so go to Joseph. Each hour, uh, we pray to our Blessed Mother. We pray uh, the memorari uh, during uh, Pledge Drive Week. We always invoke the intercession of the Mother of God uh, to help us with our Pledge Drive, and she always does. She's been doing it since uh, 2006, according to Father Rocky. Uh, so, you know, she's always there uh, with us, interceding. We also continue to pray for an end to abortion in our nation, for peace in the Middle East, and of course, for all your many, many prayer requests. We really do pray for each and every one of those requests, I can tell you firsthand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn, and patroness of Relevant Radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of Relevant Radio, pray for us. 
We invoke the Holy Spirit uh, every day, but especially during the pledge drive when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. want to bring in uh, my team again, Glenn and Sarah. Uh, the clock is ticking at noon. We'll be uh, halfway through, but uh, guys, we definitely have uh, some work ahead. Yeah, definitely. There'll be uh, some chances to, to learn more about those great thank you gifts coming up in just a minute. Would you like a couple news headlines there, John? Absolutely. All right. A, a primary in Nevada last night, and uh, there'll be a, a caucus as well. And so some of the candidates were involved in the primary and others, including former President Trump, on Thursday's caucus. That's when the delegates will actually be awarded. But last night, let's see what happened here. Tim Scott had 1.4 percent of the votes. He's actually dropped out of the race. Same with Mike Pence. He had 4 percent of the vote. Nikki Haley still in the race. She had 30 0.8% of the vote, and then none of these candidates. That was one of the boxes you could check, 62.9, as uh, President Trump won't be there till Thursday in the uh, the caucuses, and Haley won't be in that, nor will the candidates I mentioned. So kind of unusual way they're doing it there, but uh, it looks a little sad there for Haley, uh, honestly, to, to finish second to none of these candidates. But uh, she plans to plow on toward uh, her home state of South Carolina. That's coming up, the primary there on the uh, 24th. Of February and Glenn, oh, yeah. these yeah. nuns are, are not the nuns that we're talking about when we talk about people that have that don't practice their faith anymore. These are none of the uh, the candidates. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So none of the above, because actually the other half of the candidates, including former President Trump, are part of uh, the caucuses on Thursday, and the ones I listed won't be part of that. So kind of odd. But Thursday are the ones that count for delegates, and so uh, uh, former President Trump definitely looks to pick up uh, some more delegates on Thursday. Um, meanwhile, the situation in uh, Southern California is uh, is pretty uh, uh, serious. Uh, there's a death toll. Uh, it, it is one tremendous storm that has hit Southern Cal. Yeah, things have tapered off finally. But uh, in the wake, there death toll at least nine between car accidents, trees falling over, powers bent out, over 13 inches of rain in parts of Southern California. It's been just a, a mess. You may have seen some of those pictures, uh, pictures of cars buried in mud and landslides and uh, and quite the mess, uh, getting over a year's worth of rain in uh, in just two days. And, uh, and of course, uh, the countdown to Super Bowl 58 uh, with the Chiefs and the 49ers uh, it continues. And, uh, you know, people always have a lot of fun with the, the commercials uh, this time of year. Well, they do. And one of the commercials will feature someone who passed away recently just uh, last week. Carl Weathers, the actor and former pro football player, will be part of the FanDuel commercials. His family has been very supportive that they'd still like to see Carl in those commercials. And as we think about Carl a little bit, we might remember his days as Apollo Creed and the, the Rocky films and more. But did you know there was another side to Carl Weathers? Oh, yeah. No, he is actually quite an accomplished singer. Not too many songs that people have heard of. We played one last hour. Here's another one that he sang uh, so wonderfully in uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, so wonderful. Soulful. Man, this guy. Oh, yeah. So multifaceted. Ah. Uh, I will forever remember uh, Carol Weathers as Apollo Creed. I want you. Yeah. He he had a lot of good uh, movies and different things. Uh, famous in Predator, him and Schwarzenegger. Uh, 
trying to do like a little uh, arm wrestle there in midair. That's one of the big famous things that he did. <laughs> um, recently, he was, he's been a character on The Mandalorian for many characters who are, people are very interested in that. And uh, he did a little voiceover acting for Toy Story. So, yeah, he's done a lot of cool things. Rest in peace. I'm very happy that you were able to provide us with so much entertainment. God bless you. Yes, he was. Uh, he was something r- really, really special. Uh, Carl Weathers, he rest in peace. Uh, Glenn and Sarah, as always, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, you sure think, John? We're going to take a short break. When Morning Air continues, our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tyone, the new director of vocations of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. He'll be with us to talk about joy and that joy that comes from practicing our Catholic faith and how that can actually attract others. So stay with us. There is much more to come here on Morning Air after a word from our very own Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky. Looking at life through a Catholic lens, this is Morning Air on Relevant Radio. Leave it up to Sarah. I love that bumper. That's what we're talking about here this morning, uh, Joy. Welcome back to the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with day three of our Give From the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us. Our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888-914-9149. As always, you can also send us an email. It's morningair at relevantradio.com. Now, in a world where sometimes we feel that it's going downwards, we can still still be that light that shines in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of possible chaos. And we can do this just by practicing and being an example, being Christ to others. Joining us live uh, this morning is our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tyone, to talk about joy and the, the joy that comes from practicing our Catholic faith and how that joy attracts other people. Father Tyone is the new director of vocations of the Archdiocese for the military services. He has served for over a decade in vocation ministry for Our Lady of Providence Seminary while chaplain of Bishop Hendrick in high school, and he's a longtime relevant radio and morning air contributor. Good morning, Father Tyone. Thank you so much for being with us. It is a joy to be with you here right smack in the middle of our pledge drive. Well, happy to be here, and thanks to everyone that's helping out to keep Relevant Radio not only solid, but spreading the gospel and making a difference in all of our lives, right? So our virtual uh, radio family in Jesus today, that's what that's what this is all about. So I think pledge drives are uh, are important to keep everybody, everybody still preaching and, and joyful, joy-filled and joyful. Well, uh, Father, we're, we're talking uh, about uh, joy here in this uh, segment. Uh, can you share with us uh, how just practicing our Catholic faith can actually bring uh, joy uh, to our lives and to others. Well, if we know and love Jesus Christ and we receive his love, uh, you know, living a life in joy does not mean there's no a sadness or suffering, but to the contrary, that in, in the sadness and suffering we remain that joy, the knowledge and faith that Christ is with us, Christ loves us, and that we're never alone. Uh, and that's a joyful disposition. You know, at Christmas time we have that, that famous hymn that I do love, Joy to the World. It's sort of like a just a stalwart proclaiming that hymn sort of holds a place in my heart because it's just so frank and so uh, strong joy to the world. And 
that's what happened. Christ came into the world, and ever since Christ has come, there is always the virtue, the gift of joy. And so we receive joy by the gift of faith and the gift of friendship with Jesus. And that can never be taken away, regardless of where we are, our circumstances, when the, the bottom might fall out on something or someone that we love, or grief comes, whatever it might be, we still have the gift of joy because we know Christ. So it's it's living that. So it's really a, it's a, it's a, Christ has come and brought joy to the world, and it's not just at Christmas time, uh, but but also right before Lent, uh, as Lent is coming up on us, and even Lent is a, is a season of penance, but it's it's to bring and reveal joy. And right now in the world, so many people need to see people that are joy filled again, again not happy. So let's let's make a big distinction. Joy is not the same as happiness. Happiness comes and goes. Sadness comes and goes. The gift of joy comes from knowing Christ and being loved by him and having faith in him uh, that he's working in everything in every moment always pouring out self-giving love and that that that's how joy is experienced and then from that joy is lived so again it's not a false happiness or head in the sand kind of life but as friends of Jesus as Catholics as Christians we we enjoy friendship with him so so we receive and live from the gift of joy which again faith hope and, and love are all those great uh promises that God gives us we we live for those but that gives us from and to joy is what we're called to live I'm uh, I'm so glad that you brought up uh, the difference between happiness and joy. Uh, it reminded me of my good friend uh, Mike Sweeney, uh, a former Major League Baseball player, five-time American League All-Star, and uh, he used to say that uh, happiness is hitting you know a three-run home run, and the crowd is going crazy, and you're going around the bases, and everybody's jumping up and down. But that goes away after the game's over. Mm. But joy. Last, joy is inside your heart. Joy is knowing that Jesus is in your heart. And he always reminded me about that. And I think that that really, that image really hit home. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that story because I think we all have moments like that where we're kind of, we're really happy. Something happens or something's fun. And we and usually, I think sometimes, you know, when something good happens to someone we love or someone's being sort of, uh, celebrated something they've done or, or did for others. We, we Even that makes us very happy. But again, once times you, you leave the baseball park, you get in the car, and then you start thinking, oh my gosh, this is going on, this is going on. And then there's almost that, that tendency to maybe a, a little bit of concern, especially if something, there's big things going on in our life. We leave the baseball game, we leave the basketball game, and then it's sort of this, this thing can come over us. We're, we're back to reality. But no, both things are reality. God gave us that gift of happiness, but he gives us the gift of joy. We get in the car, we will go back home, we go to work, we go to school and go back to the mission that God's given to each one of us. And again, the, the gift of joy. So, so joy is that underpinning, understanding that Christ is with us. Christ has come. He's been raised from the dead. He suffered on the cross, born in Bethlehem. And again, um, just, just the great promise that we, the more friendship we have with Jesus, the more deeply that gift of joy is lived. And, and again, I would encourage everybody listening, the, the gift of joy is yours. If you know Christ is God, you have the gift of joy even in times of great sorrow and sadness and disappointment, and uh, but even yeah, those those times of happiness that we you just mentioned are uh, those are great graces too, right? They lift us, they kind of fill us, and just laughter and something good happens, and, and 
pray, I pray God that every one of us listening today and cheering on this program, we have those things. And But even as you recall that with Mike, you know, back in your life, think back today, maybe think back to those happy moments and then and then peel back to joy underneath that was also present at those times we had those great things happen. For sure. Um, Father, It's it's been said that joy is the infallible sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Can you talk about that connection between joy and the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I think Mother Teresa said that, or I thought someone said she said it. Um, who knows? But uh, but that is joy is the ineffable sign. So again, joy is sort of, you know, the people we meet, I think we all know them. There's just, you just sense they know they're loved by God at every moment and kind of being with them. I have a lot of people like that in my life where you just see them or even think of them and you sort of feel a calm. You feel, you see Christ in them and, uh, and the ineffable sign of the presence of God. So the when someone receives the love of God, regularly in their prayer life, in their thoughts, in their in their heart of hearts. Um, I, I think sometimes we can see when someone knows they're loved by God, and some people just have a charism around that, a personal charism that helps a lot of other people just by their daily life, and that's what we all should pray for, to be that, and sometimes just being with others, uh, being there to support others and love others for God, uh, and that's living out the ineffable sign the presence of God. So if someone, if you know, if you're listening today and you know God loves you, and I hope and pray you do, and if you don't today, you you receive that reality, that truth, um, then the joy will come in our hearts. And it doesn't matter our circumstances, our health. It's not contingent on health, on wealth, on power, on fame, on anything. It, we, we just know it because God is with us. And that's where the joy comes from. And, and the world, again, the world can't touch that. And the world needs joyful lights in the world today. So, you know, a lot of people party and do crazy things to forget their sufferings. They, a lot of people get caught up, right? It's what happens. Some people get attracted to drugs or alcohol or other things to just kind of get away from the troubles they're in. Whereas if we accept Christ and we love Christ and we know he loves us, we'll have the gift of joy. And those that will also cease these temptations to kind of go find happy things because we're sad rather than receiving the gift of joy. So don't be tempted to look for too much happiness or to dwell on sadness because instead ask, ask Jesus and the Holy Spirit, give me the gift of joy, the joy of being loved, so have that serenity, that peace, that unhappy or sorrow, no matter what it is, that, that I have that great peace that, that others can even hang on to if they're having trouble doing that. Father Tyone, uh, how, how does uh, the grace uh, that comes from the sacraments, uh, from the Holy Eucharist, from a confession and, and from prayer, how does that help us uh, to have uh, joy and peace in our hearts? Well, we know that, right? So all of us are sinners. All of us don't deserve to be loved fully by God because of our actions and inactions, sins of omission, commission. We go to confession, you know, Christ absolves us, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, absolves all our sins with a, with a certainty of sacramental grace. So there is there's really, I don't, you know, a lot of people have trouble going to confession, getting there, but everyone that leaves that I know has the gift of joy like that deep, deep peace where we let God love us in those struggles, those places where we may be having a hard time living out the gospel and the Lord loves us there. And then we, the joy is being loved by God. It's receiving the Lord's love. So confession is a particular grace around this, this, what we're looking for. If you, if you want joy, go to confession, a good confession, and, uh, and God will give you the gift of being loved in all of our places of our lives. And there, 
there's there's always hope because we know we're loved no matter what we've done. Christ loves us, so that'll give us again the grace to to be that for others, be a beacon, a lighthouse, and uh, we need that. So you know, Ash Wednesday's coming up, and I hope and pray if you haven't been to confession in a long time, this might be the year because you'll receive joy amidst the sacramental grace. That's what Christ always promises and always gives. He can't be outdone in generosity, and who wouldn't want to receive something from the one who is love? Um, and that's really, you know, I think, uh, you know, better than Valentine's Day, sure, but that's a passing little thing. Christ loves us and, and wants to be with us. So let, let's receive the gift of joy and mercy. Fantastic message. Thanks so much, uh, Father Tyone. Really appreciate you being with us. Father Marcel Tyone, the Director of Vocations of the Archdiocese for the Military Services, a longtime Morning Air and Relevant Radio contributor. We need to take a break when Morning Air continues. Uh, Dave Duran will join us to talk about the keys to effective decision-making. Stay with us. There's more to come. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. And welcome back to to Morning Air as uh, we continue uh, with day three of our Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, we were talking about joy uh, just a few moments ago uh, with uh, Father Marcel Tyone, and I just want to tell you that it gives me great joy uh, to see such generous hearts uh, stepping up to the plate and really helping us here uh, this morning. Uh, we have a ways to go to uh, reach our goal here this hour. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. So we're about halfway through the hour. We're looking for 100 brothers and sisters in Christ uh, to flood our phone lines and to flood uh, the Internet and our app uh, and and really uh, give from the heart. That's what we need. We need you to give from the heart. And uh, it's, it's a big day for us uh, today on this Wednesday morning. As we do every uh, morning, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from uh, Matthew 6, 21. Jesus the Lord says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What is your treasure? What do you value the most? Your heart is connected to what you value the most Our Lord Jesus Christ is our ultimate treasure. He is our hope. There is nothing more important than our faith in Christ. And our Lord wants all of our heart. So we always pray with great confidence that prayer uh, from the Chapel of Divine Mercy that uh, Drew and Maggie pray every afternoon. Jesus, I trust in you. That's really what it's all about. Jot down our number if you want to be part of the conversation. It's 888-914-9149. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you ever struggle with making decisions? Sometimes we realize that we've made the wrong decision, and it feels like it's such a waste of time, although we can also learn from our mistakes. But how can we be more effective at making decisions? Joining us live this morning from Fort Myers, Florida is our longtime morning air contributor and personal success coach, Dave Duran, to share five keys to effective decision making. Dave is uh, the host of the Dave Duran Show uh, that you can listen to here Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio and the new Relevant Radio app. Dave's also an author, speaker, executive coach. He's the co-founder and executive chairman of Best Version Media and the founder of Lighthouse Catholic Media and DE Media. You can follow Dave on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and leadinggiants.com. Good morning, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us. It is a great joy to be with you once again, right, right in the middle of our pledge drive. 
Oh, yes. I have a decision I'd like to help people with. <laughs> and that would be to pick up the phone. You know, I, I tell you, I have been with Relevant Radio now for this, this March. It's going to be 21 years. And I've had a chance to see the organization grow. But more than anything, what it is, is just see how it moves people, how it changes people, how conversions take place. And one of the reasons I encourage people to give, it, I mean, a, there's an obvious reason. The mission here is to save souls for people to get to heaven. But you can you can check your work. I mean, when you give the money to Relevant Radio, you can tune in to see how it's being used, and you can feel that impact. And I, I just really encourage people to uh, to make that decision. Dave, big picture. Uh, why should uh, we care about being more effective when it comes to uh, making decisions? You know, because the sum of the value of our life will be in the decisions that we made. Uh, you know, and that is not to say that all lives aren't valuable. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, we will make a decision to be in heaven. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas was asked, how, how do you go to heaven? He said, you need to want to. And wanting to do something is a decision. You, you decide that you want to do this. And then you decide to learn more. You decide to be holy. You decide to go to confession. You decide to receive the Eucharist. You decide to then uh, find the vocation that God is calling you to. Then you decide to be good at that vocation, to serve others in that vocation, to be effective. And when these things happen, you're basically evangelizing without having to, you know, specifically evangelize as most people would say, but through the example that you provide in life. But it's, you know, our success or failure in life is a collection of the decisions that we made. No question about it. I know this is something that you have uh, thought about, and uh, you have five keys that you want to share with us uh, this morning. What is the first key to effective decision-making? Well, the first one is to stay on point. You know, it's to know your desired outcome. One of the things that people have a difficult time with is taking action and just doing something. And I always tell people, like, for example, if they're discerning a career, um, what is your outcome? Your desired outcome is to have a good job that allows you to fulfill your vocation and to, to feel fulfillment, to share with others, many, many different parts of this, but you can't do that just sitting at home. So find something to do while you're waiting around to find something to do. And this in the military would be called iterative decision-making, where you make a decision to go left and you realize, well, this is probably not the best place to go, so I'm going to go right now. But you at least do something as opposed to sit there and panic until the enemy takes over. So it's important for us to know what that desired outcome is so we can stay on point to what it is we're trying to accomplish and to recognize if what we're doing in our non-decisive action is really bringing us further away from the actual point we're trying to reach. And uh, a second key to uh, effective decision-making. Well, to ask that question, what is the actual best desired outcome here? Why do I want to do this? You know, like, for example, many people want to become famous only to become miserable once they are famous. And so to ask, well, what is the desired outcome? Is it that I want to be famous or I want to be a great actor? Is it that I want to be famous or that I want to play great music? Because those can lead to two different sorts of things. And if you do say, yes, I want to make great music and I want to be a great actor, that may lead to becoming famous. Hmm. Is that something that I can live with? Is that something that I should live with? And to the answer for some people, it's going to be yes. And God give me the grace to manage that gracefully, that I may come holier for every amount of fame that I have. Or, Lord, don't allow me to have that, but allow me to play great music in a way that is fulfilling and glorifying you in a different way. So we have to ask, 
what is the best desired outcome? That's a great question. I want to open up the phone lines. Uh, time is the enemy here this morning. If you have a, a question or any thoughts on decision-making, if you've ever struggled with making the right decision in a difficult situation, maybe you want to share the best decision you ever made. We're taking your calls for our success coach, Dave Duran, at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. We need to take a, a short break as we uh, continue our conversation with the host of the Dave Dave Duran Show, so stay with us. We'll be right back after this miracle moment. When Combat Carl gets stuck in a jam, he says to himself, Combat Carl never gives up. Combat Carl finds a way. Oh, yes. I love it. Uh, brings back uh, great memories uh, from uh, Rocky. Uh, welcome back uh, to Morning Airs. We continue with day three of our Give from the Heart uh, Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales. We are continuing our uh, discussion on the keys to effective decision-making with our longtime Morning Air contributor and personal success coach, Dave Duran. All right, Dave, let's just jump right into the third key. Uh, what do you need to do uh, for better, effective decision-making? Well, the question would ask me, where am I now in relation to the desired outcome? That's, I mean, it's such a, a key question. Okay, well, I want to be here. I am here now. What does that do? That actually gets me to ask a whole series of important steps. What's the first step that I need to take? What's the second step? What's the difference between where I am and where I'm going to get there? How long will it take? And that's the whole thing that allows us to put together a plan. See, because most decisions go to college. Okay, that's a decision. What's your plan for that? You got to have the finances. You got to apply. You got to know where you want to go, what your degree is going to be in. So whenever we make a decision, we have to ask, what's the difference between the outcome of that decision and where I am today? And how do I get there? How do I close that gap? And uh, Dave, um Real quick, the importance of tapping into the Holy Spirit at any time we have a big decision ahead of us. Well, you know, we are told in the Bible that anyone who asks for wisdom can get it. So we need to ask for wisdom. And you heard me say before, laughing about it, how, you know, people will just like seek all sorts of help and go to every single guru and expert that they possibly can find. Even when they're in their office, they'll walk down four offices to talk to, you know, Alan or, you know, uh, Janine to, to get their advice. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit is sitting there in the office right next door to you, and you walk by the Holy Spirit constantly, which provides the answer to all things in wisdom, right? And so we need to ask God for wisdom. And if we ask for that wisdom, we are going to be more efficacious in our decision-making. But we want to stay in the state of grace when we do this as well, too. It's a very, very key thing for this. It allows us to be in clearer mind and for us to be able to tap the theological virtues, not just the natural virtues of, you know, the cardinal virtues. And it also allows for us to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a more pure way. And if you think about these things, they help, they're very efficacious for us to be able to live in a practical world uh, to get things done. So it's very, very important. The Holy Spirit generally doesn't say, if we say, what's the best marketing plan, doesn't deliver us the best marketing plan, but deliver us the means to find and identify the best marketing plan through natural methods. But it's so important to do. 
And sometimes the Holy Spirit leads us to others uh, who will then uh, guide us as to what we're supposed to do. What, what is the, the fourth key to effective decision-making? Well, measure the speed of the decision to the weight of the issue. When we're making a big decision, we need to take a little more time with it. Um, but the more we practice decision-making, the, the, the quicker we become and the more rapidly we can make decisions. But there always should be a pause when it's a bigger decision with a bigger outcome to just make sure that we're, we're operating the right way. So, so recently I just talked about this on, on a, a, a video that I did, but there's a difference between our intuitions and our instincts and our emotions and our intellect. You know, our instincts are those things that kind of just naturally immediately move us to greater survival uh, or, you know, uh, to, 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 you know, to save ourselves, where our intuitions are like things that we can know, but not really know how we know them. And then there's our emotions, which can be unhinged. Uh, and then there's an intellect. So we have to basically test these things when we're making decisions. We have to say, was that an instinct? Was that my intuition? Was that intellectual or was that emotional? And, and rally things, things together so we know we're doing the right thing. And uh, last but not least, uh, the final key to effective decision-making. It's acting on it. We have to act on things. Once we know, we should act immediately in most circumstances. I mean, there are, there are obviously uh, you know, mitigating circumstances that would, would, would cause for maybe a little bit more of a delay. But once we have made that decision, we need to act on it. A decision... Really, I, I would even include the idea that acting on a decision is a part of the decision. A person can't say, I have decided to, and then not do something. If you've decided to turn left, then you have to go left in order to prove that you've actually made that decision. So um, it's important that we realize acting on things is crucial in the decision-making process. And of course, procrastination is not a good thing if you're trying to make decisions. No, we have to decide not to procrastinate. It makes it actually that simple. Awesome. Uh, great advice. Uh, what do you got coming up uh, on the Dave Duran show this weekend? Uh, this weekend, we take uh, some, some good Q&A. We, uh, we also have a, uh, a really good guest. In fact, I think uh, this week we have lined up Kevin O'Brien. Uh, and, and actually, this week, of course, because of the pledge drive, uh, we're, we're actually going to be bumped to the following but we've got Kevin O'Brien coming up the following week. He's actually the CEO of my own company, Best Version Media, and is just a fantastic man who built the men of Christ as well, too. You're going to love to hear from him. As always, uh, Dave, a joy to be with you. I uh, want to remind our listeners to check out the Dave Duran Show Saturdays, 1 p.m. Central, here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And now it's time for another episode of Glenn Story Corner. A great giving story here, one of my favorites for our pledge drive. Our story today called Ruth. Ruth went to her mailbox, and there was only one letter. She picked it up and looked at it before opening. Then she looked again at the envelope. There was no stamp, no postmark, only her name and address. She read the letter, Dear Ruth, I'm going to be in your neighborhood Saturday afternoon, and I'd like to stop by for visits. Love always, signed, Jesus. Her hands were shaking as she placed the letter on the table. Why would the Lord want to visit me? I'm nobody special. I don't have anything to offer. With that thought, Ruth remembered her empty kitchen cabinets. Oh my goodness, I really don't have anything to offer. I'll have to run down to the store and buy something for dinner. She reached for her purse and counted out its contents. $5.40. Well, I can get some bread and cold cuts at least. She threw on her coat and hurried out the door. 
a loaf of French bread, a half pound of sliced turkey, a carton of milk, leaving Ruth with a grand total of 12 cents to last her till Monday. Nonetheless, she felt good as she headed home, her meager offerings tucked under her arm. Hey, lady, can you help us, lady? Ruth had been so absorbed in her dinner plans, she hadn't even noticed the two figures huddled in the alleyway. A man and woman, both of them dressed in a little more than rags. Uh, look, lady, I ain't got a job, you know. My wife and I have been living out here on the street, and, well, it's getting cold now, and we're kind of hungry. And if, if you could help us, we'd really appreciate it. Ruth looked at them both. They were dirty, they smelled bad, and frankly, she was certain they could get some kind of work if they really wanted to. Sir, I'd like to help you, but I'm a poor woman myself. All I have is a few cold cuts and some bread, and I'm having an important guest for dinner tonight, and I was planning on serving that to him. Yeah, well, okay, lady, I understand. Thanks, anyway. And the man put his arm around the woman's shoulders, turned, and headed back into the alley. As she watched them leave, Ruth felt a familiar twinge in her heart. Sir, wait. The couple stopped and turned as she ran down the alley after them. Look, well, why don't you take this food? I'll figure out something else to serve to my guest. And she handed the man her grocery bag. Thank you, lady. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. It was the man's wife, and Ruth could see now that she was shivering. You know, I've got another coat at home. Here, why don't you take this one? Ruth unbuttoned her jacket and slipped it over the woman's shoulders. Then, smiling, she turned and walked back to the street, without her coat and with nothing to serve her guest. Thank you, lady. Thank you very much. Ruth was chilled by the time she reached the front door and worried, too. The Lord was coming to visit, and she didn't have anything to offer him. She fumbled through her purse for the door key, but as she did, she noticed another envelope in her mailbox. That's odd. The mailman doesn't usually deliver twice in one day. She took the envelope out of the box and opened it. Dear Ruth, it was very nice visiting you today. Thank you for the delicious meal and the coat which kept me warm all night. Love always, signed Jesus. Matthew 25, 40, the king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Powerful message, uh, Glenn. Thanks so much, as always. Uh, with Lent uh, literally a week from today, let's honor our Blessed Mother Mary and the Mother of God by uh, praying and watching the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky and Maggie at 7 p.m. Central tonight and every night of the week here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Father Rocky always says, the family that prays together stays together. Stay with us. More of the Relevant Radio uh, gift from the heart. Winter Pledge Drive straight ahead. <laughs> 